Okay, three, two, one. Good evening, boys. Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New, New Year, Mike. How Happy are we New all? Year, Michael. Uh, oh, I'm going to start again. That was shit. <laughs> 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 I'm not used to doing it, Matt. Welcome to Feeling Naughty, a podcast where we transport you back in time as we reminisce about everything that made the decade great and not so great. In this episode, we'll be discussing all the great TV of the 2000s. The noughties was an incredibly important decade for television. It signified the gradual transition of Hollywood films being the most popular form of high-budget entertainment to the growing dominance of small-screen content. Of course, TV programmes have helped provide escapism since the 1950s, but the noughties changed everything, paving the way for the dominance of cinematic, long-form series which dominate the way we watch TV now on streaming platforms. The internet meant we were no longer bound by national limitations of, say, five terrestrial channels, and instead, we all gained that one mate who claimed to be a whole season ahead of wherever you were up to in your favourite programme. It was the decade in which we all got lost on a desert island in the South Pacific. Chemistry teachers around the world considered a lucrative career in methamphetamine production. Straight guys got help from queer eyes. And families were torn apart over which Scott brother you preferred in One Tree Hill. Lucas, I got your back, mate. Well, I'm very glad that I'm joined by my three good friends, Matt, Ethan and Bully, to discuss what takes the crown of the very best TV series of the noughties. Good evening, chaps. Happy New Year. Ethan, how are you doing this evening? And more importantly, what are you drinking, my friend? Happy New Year, Michael. I'm good, thank you. I am drinking a blood orange gin and tonic. Ooh. Fancy. Fancy. Someone got some for Christmas. (laughs) Is that the is blood orange the brand of gin or is that the flavour? Yeah, it's just the, the flavour. Mm, I'm intrigued. Very intrigued. Should uh, I like you, Mr. Frosty? How is Mr. Frosty, Ethan? Have you made a Mr. Frosty yet? <laughs> Too much Frosty. It didn't come with the juice. You've got to make your own juice. Yeah, I know. You've got to put your own juice especially, on it. Especially with two boxes. You can buy Mr. <laughs> Frosty's juice. Just sell sell one. It only costs 18 quid. <laughs> Mr. Frosty. Bully, how are you? And more importantly, what are you drinking? Hey, babe. Um, I'm, I'm tackling three three drinks tonight. So I've gone for the beer. I've gone for beer Moretti. I've gone for Bailey's, if the Bailey's boys wants to get on board and sponsor it. <laughs> You've pre-poured. Uh, and, then, uh, and then, yeah, pre-poured, definitely. And then water. So if Buxton or uh, Evian, Evian want to get on, get on board. So I'm here for you. How how exactly are you dealing with the proportions of beer to Bailey's? Uh, just as as and when, mouthful at a time, really, one for one. <laughs> oh dear! 
Fair enough. I, I noticed have you got something wrong with your finger. You got something wrong. Yeah. Finger? It turns out if you're not a surgeon, you shouldn't try and cut lumps out your own hand. Oh. Yeah. No. That's the thing. Yeah. Or if you're a surgeon, I probably would say don't do that either. You're yeah. Or you might have the right apparatus. A blunt knife probably isn't the one. Has that been seen to by a medical professional? Not really, no. You can't see anyone, Mike, because there's, there's pandemic on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Got other things to do. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Matt, how are you this evening? And importantly, what are you drinking? I'm absolutely buzzing for this episode because I love me some TV. And uh, I am having some of Colombian's finest. <laughs> Which is coffee. I'm drinking coffee. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, he is buzzing. Um, yeah, you know, dry, dry January and all that. So I'm having some uh, extra strong coffee to give me the same buzz. And then, what, why also, I've realised, BBC show on the noughties, Channel 4 show on the noughties, BBC another show on naughty celebrities. They've, someone's, someone's having us over here. They haven't even done it in at the end of a decade. They've, there's just like a wave of these shows come out over the last couple of weeks, which yeah, I think we've got a mole, lads. Mike, what are you drinking? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm on a, uh, a Hop House 13 lager uh, created by the people that brought you Guinness. It's very delicious. Nice. And I'm... You've, 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 you've gone one up from your Morrison's own over here. Yeah, I'm moving up in the world, aren't I? It's a new year. Feedback. We've got to do some feedback. Oh, sorry. Feedback, mate. Feeling naughty's blown up on social media, hasn't it, guys? Yeah, yeah. About yeah, eight comments great. now. Yeah. Don't worry, don't worry. The blazing boys, the blazing boys, like the comments. We got a retweet from the blazing squad. Yeah, we're getting noticed in the streets now. <laughs> well, it's a podcast, so no one knows what we look like. <laughs> right, boys. So it's a uh, mixed news, I'm afraid. Um, good news. To start. We'll start with the good news. Mary's back. Mary. So. But some, bad, <laughs> but some bad news. She didn't listen to the music podcast, unfortunately. Oh, um, but we've got a reason. We've got a reason. I think it's fair enough. She said, I didn't much like music when I was a teen, so I won't be listening to anyone talking about all the dreadful music they have made since. Now, I don't know about you, but Mary sounds like she's a right laugh, especially <laughs> at parties. <laughs> Jesus, Mary didn't Mary. like music. She didn't even like music in her own uh so I she's not her chingy right there. She would have no. her youth oh. would have been the sixties. Yeah, she didn't like it. What can I say? Um, but however, she did tune in to the Christmas episode because, you know, she she obviously likes Christmas more than she likes music. Uh, and her comments were, the jingle was too long. And as soon as I realised it was the same idiots talking, I switched it off. <laughs> so we didn't, didn't actually get very far with Mary. And, and the bad news is she's um, categorically told Henry, the intern, who is... that. Her grandson that she will not be back for oh. any more feedback. Oh, so, no. but thanks, Mary. And uh, I have tried to push Henry, but I'm, I think he's afraid his inheritance will disappear if he keeps. <laughs> he'll get written out of the will if he keeps trying to make his elderly grandma listen to feeling naughty. But so, you know, some 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 not so great feedback. Secondly, we we had quite a backlash, and when I say backlash, we have three separate individuals commenting on the fact that Daniel Bedingfield was not referenced in the music episode. Which oh, I think if Bully had twenty uh, two thousand two, he would have mentioned. But definitely in um, The other bit of feedback we've got is from Matt in Hampshire. Now he said. Uh, really good listen. I listened to half of the episode in bed and the second half on my way to work when I got in the car at 
bloody early that, isn't it? Anyway, half asleep with a steaming cup of coffee in my hand. I switched on the car and a bassy musical interlude blasted through my speakers at about 200,000 decibels and nearly burst my eardrums. So um, there we go. He said it felt like an earthquake, which I think that's high praise for your, your, your interludes, Emma. So I've been told my, my intro for the Christmas episode is too long and my normal interlude is too loud. There appears to be some audio-based criticism here. I'm just glad Mary didn't make it to the interlude because it could have been the end. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the last podcast Mary ever listened to. <laughs> that was it, unfortunately. We'll, we'll be back next episode with some hopefully more constructive feedback. But Mary, <laughs> thanks for your time, and you're not going to be listening to this, so you know, have a good life. <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. <laughs> Right then, so this evening, what we are planning on doing is having a major discussion about TV of the noughties. I've asked all of the chaps if they can pick a couple of their favourite series to decide what is the best TV series of the 2000s. So each of the lads have picked two. We will have a discussion. We will have a few little interjections of other fun festivities and games organised by myself and Bully and then we will finally have these series clash with one another to try and come to a decision as to which series will take the crown although it's only out of eight so you know there are some other TV series as well. straight into the quarterfinal so, one of the rules that we decided for this episode was that we were going to exclude comedy based series because we think we'll probably do a whole episode on comedy based series we also thought that we would exclude reality TV because we will almost certainly do an episode on reality TV as well as it is the decade of reality TV so we'll see how this pans out so it's really we're giving ourselves not a whole lot of room <laughs> of things to discuss matt i'm going to come to you first can you give us your pick number one number one i'm going to start strong well i think it's strong and i'm going to go with lost oh, 2004 yes. it came out so and it stretched all the way until the end of the oh, well at the start of the next decade ended in 2010 Created by, uh, obviously, J.J. Abrams, a.k.a. the man who ruined Star Wars, uh, and Damon Lindelof. Um, so, uh, firstly, has everyone on this pod this watch Lost all the way through? No. No? No. no. Have I you watched any of watched, Lost? I've never watched one episode of Lost. Okay. Jesus. Nah, me we're, we're off to a good start here. What, I, okay. what I've basically found out is if something starts and gets too far along, I don't care. Or, oh, okay. so which, this, found, which made research for this quite hard. Th this could be quite good fun. I'm, I've seen all of Lost, and cool. I think me and you might be able to have a bit of a chat, Matt, about Fine. some of the things we like. But what could be fun here is what do Ethan and Bully actually think Lost is about? Gone all I've heard is uh, there's a polar bear. <laughs> I heard that. I heard there was a polar bear. There polar was a polar bear, bear, yeah. On a beach. <laughs> yeah. There was some and... fog for a bit as well. It was a foggy day. Polar bear on a beach. That's it. You've summed yeah. it up. Well, I've actually written down here, polar bear on a beach, and it was very foggy. So you've kind of summarised. Oh, no, no, I'm Come joking. Um, I, I, I would describe it as a, uh, well, a group of survivors on a desert island with mysterious consequences. 
and that, that that's that's I don't don't really know how better to describe it beyond that. But I want to go into why <laughs> I've chosen it. One, it was the first ever series I binge watched. Um, I came into Lost probably at the end of uh, season three. And I, I think it's via our old friend LimeWire, by the way. It took me about four days to download it all. Um, and it completely ruined my AS levels because study for law, study for business. No, I'm going to watch Lost. About 12, epi- 12 episodes a day I was doing at one stage. Um, and, I, I mean, there will be spoilers. If you haven't watched it now, it's 16 years old. So, <laughs> and, and just, just a fact, if you were going to watch it now, it's... 3.75 days long. So, you know, if you got in some snacks and some treats and bunkered down over Easter weekend, you could bosh it out if you didn't go to sleep. Uh, 600 minutes um, of, of, of quality TV there. I guess a, a few reasons why it, I have it as my top pick. One, I'm going to claim, make quite a bold claim. I think it's probably got one of the best pilot episodes in TV history. Um, at the time it was the most expensive pilot in the history of network television in the US yeah, yeah and it's prob- polar bears aren't cheap yeah and it's, prob- it's probably why they had so little money left for the opening scene which was like someone put together to put it together on word art it was basically just the word <laughs> lost going in and out of focus so like oh shit we spent all our money on the polar bear and we haven't done an opening credit in that. <laughs> I think they just may have spent intern. their money on, on that crashed plane set as opposed to the cheap CGI polar bear. Oh, I don't know, CGI is expensive, isn't it? Um, also, I think it's got some of the, well, some near perfect episodes of TV. So for those who have watched Lost, uh, season, the season three finale through the looking glass. What an episode, um, not Penny's oh, boat. Yeah, and um, I, I mean, like I said, there's going to be spoilers. Jack saying we have to go back, so you know they got off the island halfway through the uh, halfway through the journey of Lost. Yeah, um, so halfway and... through they weren't lost. Yeah, no. Well, or... but were they? Because were they lost in themselves, bully? It's a oh, metaphor. Uh... But anyway, they wanted to go back for some reason in the, at the end of the third series, and they did go back, so they got lost again. <laughs> It was, a, it, was a, <laughs> it was like Back to the Future, but yeah. it was a bit like back Prison Break, island. where you know season one, you don't know how successful it's going to be. You break up prison, <laughs> then you think, "Shit, we've called it Prison Break." So season three, back in prison, you go. It was a bit like, that, was, that was that was like Lost. It was they were lost. They weren't lost. Oh shit, we've got three more series left. Get them back on the island. Yeah. Um, anyway, the constant. That was a good one. If anyone's ever watched uh, Lost, my well, favourite Lost character is Desmond, Scottish man, um, and also it had some of the best plot hooks I think of any TV show. So even if people haven't watched Lost, they probably have heard of things like the Hatch, the Button, the Numbers, the Dharma <laughs> Initiative, the others. Just, just for, some great. Just, just for our listeners, just for context, uh, Ethan and Bully are just shaking their heads the entire time. They have not a clue <laughs> what we're talking about. They don't care. Don't, They're not, don't, don't know what not hatch selling or it button them. is. So there was this button, right? And there's my, my favourite character, Desmond. He had to press this button every... I can't remember every lot it was, but it was like... Oh, come every, on, Matt. You must go remember. On. What was it? Every 300 minutes or something? Oh, I've forgotten. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> he had to press this button... <laughs> Because it was his belief, and he lived in a hatch on his own, and it was his belief if he didn't press his button, the world would end, basically. Um, oh, okay. and, 
to cut long story short, he didn't press it once because of various situations, and the world didn't end. But well, it nearly yeah. did, didn't it? Like, it nearly uh, did. Yeah. There was a, a major, there was a major, major electromagnetic phenomenon that nearly destroyed the island. Yeah. So um, go on. So I've just googled it, and how often does Desmond push the button? Hundred and eight minutes. Yeah, hundred. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very tired Scots Scotsman. Yeah, every hundred and eight. Yeah, important got, stuff. Um, but he he didn't push the button once. Uh, no, someone someone got in the way. They, someone smashed up the computer. <laughs> I mean, there was there was more to it than that. But I think, basically, I think he smashed it. No, 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 no it's locked. Didn't. No, yeah, it's yeah, locked. Yeah, yeah. Bloody bastard, locked. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I, I I can't not speak about the ending of Lost because it's one of those things that um divides opinion. And I'm gonna I'm gonna share something like share something with you. It's not quite um dancing to Nelly hot in here in summer camp. But um, I actually what is? got... Well, nothing. <laughs> I got up at 4am to watch it because it was like... It was live. Um, the episode was live uh, in, in America and I watched in the UK. And uh, I cried. <laughs> and it wasn't even a particularly emotional <laughs> episode. It was just because I'd invested so much into the show and it had just come to an end. It, it wasn't even tears of disappointment. I actually quite enjoyed it. I was just, I was just emotionally drained from six years of lost. It was, uh, it was an emotional episode. They're all in heaven, and it's got that lovely music in the background that makes you all emotional. I cried as well, Matt. I, there I, we go. Yeah. And at the time, I was angry because they left so many questions um, unanswered. But actually, looking back on it, ah, who gives a shit? If Billy and Ethan's reactions have anything to go by, all of our listeners who haven't watched Lost are going to run off and watch 600 minutes of Lost. Absolutely. Yeah. Keen, it's a great keen, show. I'm keen for it. Oh, you, it you two are like this. I, I had at university a Lost club that I'd made up. I don't know. I don't know what to do with I don't know why one. we're friends of you. I, I, d- I, I created a little lost club and I would download the episode at about 6.30 in the morning and then people would come around to, to my house and we would watch the episode and then go to lectures. Yeah. How many people? Were they dancers as well, Mike? Are you just doing the dance thing again? <laughs> <laughs> I'd say four. Four. Did you borrow yeah. your sister's bandana to host it? <laughs> <laughs> All right there, podcast listener, you've only gone and found Feeling Naughty. Give us a follow on at Feeling Naughty on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to email us, it's feelingnaughty, N-O-U-G-H-T-I-E, at gmail.com to let us know what you got up to in the noughties, or if you want us to talk about absolutely anything at all. Back to the boys! Ethan, can you give us your first choice? So, my first choice is... Um... Nip Tuck. I don't know. What? Any of you go- <laughs> oh, yes. Left field. Nip Tuck. Oh, I know why you picked that. Is that a favourite you in it? You dirty bugger. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, talk us through so, Nip Tuck. So, Nip Tuck started in 2003. So, I would have been around 14, 13, 14. Yeah. And what did you like doing when you were 13 or 14? <laughs> <laughs> I like watching TV shows (laughs) and downloading stuff from LimeWire. But um, yeah, Nip Tuck is a um, medical drama about two plastic surgeons and they um, 
they have a good time. Well, one of them. <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is it? Is it basically ER? Is it like ER? Or? No. Have you no, not seen not any like of Nick no. Tuck? Is it basically? I've not seen Nick Tuck either. Oh, is really is it basically right. two plastic surgeons that go around knobbing everyone? No, <laughs> that... no, it's not. No, no. They, do, they do do a lot deep. of knobbing. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of nothing. Well, there's six seasons of it. So, uh, six seasons of it. But one of them is a serial knobber. <laughs> Go on. And the other? And f- who's, t- who's top knobber? Top knobber is Christian Troy. Yeah, it's um Doctor Doom from the original fa- Fantastic it Four is. film. Just seen a picture of the bad band. Yeah. And yeah, pretty much. That was I thought you the, did some uh, research. So what is it? Is but, it like a co- is it like a comedy? Is it no? It's a a drama. Explain what it is. It's a, it's a serial drama with some dark undertones to it. Do they do, they do some botch surgery or get, do some surgery on the side? No, they're the very they're very good, but they um, <laughs> some bad people come into it like gangsters. Gangsters, they, yeah. 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 What, they're what, the ER, aren't they? What's the what's the link between gangsters and? Classic surgeon. So one on one episode, there's a gangster that he has to have his face, uh, a new face put on him. Yeah, you're oh, talking about face off. You talking about <laughs> so face off? Even you've got confused between <laughs> nip tuck and face off. They... So so someone so someone goes, I want a new face, and they go, Well, luckily for you, I'm a plastic surgeon. I've got a whole tray of faces. Which face do you want? And it. And, <laughs> And then and then he goes, I'll have that one, puts it on, and he can continue to do crime. No, no, he, 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 do, he doesn't choose because there's oh. two episodes on that one. There's, only, there's no choice. Yeah. There's one, yeah, one yeah, face. You just, get, you just get a face. Uh, just get a new Christian face. Christian Troy actually gives him a face of a paedophile and then sets him up with the FBI. <laughs> ah. And then he goes what? to prison. Mate, well, I've got, I've got, old iPhones, isn't it? I've got, I've got a question. How did he get the face of a paedophile? Well, it's just in his drawer. dead. One, he just took his face he just, off. He just died and took his face. Just takes the faces <laughs> off people. I, I don't remember this at all, mate. What's this? I thought they just did like boob jobs. And I'm not going to lie to you, mate. So. You have sold it to me. I do want to watch this. <laughs> I remember there was like a storyline with the son of one of them. And uh, he was having an affair with like an older woman. Is that right? So he was like a high school that, kid. Yeah, that was Matt. Yeah. He was not... <laughs> He was nobbing <laughs> Troy's wife. Ah, yeah, that was it. Yeah, right. There was um quite a lot of people, like um famous people in it. Uh, Peter Dinklage is in it. Really? Oh, right. Ooh. Yeah. AKA yeah. Tyrion Lannister. He, yeah. Um, he wanted to be taller. <laughs> You're joking. <laughs> <laughs> Are you winding us up? Are you winding us up? Nope. No. <laughs> really? And there's there's very graphic scenes of him uh, getting his leg. Legs extended. Wow! Sounds like a South Park episode. This. Is that actually <laughs> a thing? Can you be? Can you get made taller? Do you know? Do you know what? That's actually there's a um, there's like an undertone of like dodgy um, surgeries happening in in London. Actually, and one of them is they break your legs and try to make you taller. But a lot of them go botched, and the doctors just leg it and you're not seeing again. No <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> it was on this. It was on this really good documentary I watched called Nip Tuck. Uh, so ethan why do you what is it about nip tuck that you you Uh, like there's there's also a lot of sex in it (laughs) oh there we go oh right (laughs) that's probably the the main reason not (laughs) 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 
it's, it's, it's nipped up the kind of thing that you still would go back and watch in your thirties, or has it lost its potency? Now you're not a fourteen-year-old boy watching it I when mum and dad tr- have gone to bed. <laughs> I've tried to find it, but you've got to download a new screen uh, oh, streaming you've gotta, service. You've got to buy it. <laughs> Even only uses LimeWire. <laughs> it was a very good TV series. Um, it won a Golden Globe. Yeah, in two two thousand five, best what? TV series, <laughs> did it? Oh. Really? I thought it was. And it's a. Uh, so is it? Se- it's, it's a serious a, thing. It's not. Yeah, it's a drama. Yeah, it's, drama. it's not how. Uh, it got an Emmy as well. Did it? Yeah. Nah, less important than the Globe, though, isn't it? Let's be honest. <laughs> it's just not very well remembered, is it? Really, Nip Tuck. I, I didn't. I didn't expect you to go with it, Ethan. But yeah. Bully, can you give us your first TV pick? So I've picked something that has neither a polar bear or some suspect surgeries. Um, I've gone for Sons of Anarchy. Yes. Yeah, now we're talking bad boy shows. So it uh, was aired in 2008, since it first came out. And it's all about Sam Crow, which is the Sons of Anarchy Motorcycle Club Redwood, Redwood Originals. So it follows the lives of close-knit outlaws operating in Charming, which is a fictional town in California. The show primarily focuses around Jax Teller. Now, he's the main protagonist in this whole show, and it's basically around how he wants to change the motorcycle club, or what is known as the MC. So he follows the, the writings of his father, who was the previous runner of the MC, who basically says, we don't want to do drugs, we don't want to do guns, we're going to be nice people, we're going to look after the town. But that doesn't happen. He gets murdered by Ron Perlman. He's a bad man. Spoiler warning. Yeah, well, again, it sort of finished in 2014. I can't, I can't be waiting around. I mean, I don't really watch shows, and I've already seen it, so I, can't, I must be the last person to have watched it. Yeah. Uh, it basically tackles tough-hitting problems, like the racism problems in America. It tackles, actually comes into the UK as well, goes into like the IRA. It talks about brotherhood, loyalty, betrayal and redemption. Um, is my it quite violent? It is pretty violent, yeah. My favourite episode, and it's not... Not very good if you like the character, but it's um, actually episode. Uh, I've got notes here on the screen. That's what I'm looking at. <laughs> <laughs> Season five, episode three, laying pipe. Oh, sounds interesting. That sounds like yeah. doing someone in <laughs> laying yeah, pipe. Yeah, all they all they do they do they do him in prison. Op for anyone that's watched Sons of Anarchy. Have any of you watched Sons of Anarchy? No, no. Oh, this is ridiculous. So I've, wa- I think I watched too much TV because so far I've watched all of the ones that people are talking about. I haven't seen all the Sons of Anarchy. I've seen the first three seasons. I know what it is. Motorcycle gang go around stabbing if, people. I found every season yeah. identical. Problem occurs, then Charlie Hunnam sorts it out by the end of the season, and he slowly gets more beardy as it goes. Yeah, on. more beardy, more handsome. Is he? Is he like always? Is he like straight laced? Is he like a bit like Batman, but on a motorcycle? No, he, fl- he flips and flops. It's all about he's a bit he's a bit eastendery to be honest. He's all about he's family. He's more Phil Mitchell oh, than Batman. Yeah. He is more Phil Mitchell than Batman. Or, or, okay. It's all about the family. It's all about the brotherhood. It's all about the okay. MC. So basically, he'll, he'll fuck over anyone as long as the boys are all right. Yeah. Okay, and, and I'm going to say along along the way, was there a boy that um, did him the dirty and he has to do him in? It's a couple boys. Couple yeah. boys did in the dirty. Ron Perlman, his stepfather, he did in the dirty. He killed his dad. 
his and stepdad then, oh, killed his dad. And then yeah. shagged his mum. And then shagged cool. his mum. Quite a few people oh, were going there as well, to be fair. I didn't like my stepdad because he didn't give me my PS2. <laughs> and, no, so <laughs> I've probably done I've probably done well. Clear links, clear links. So yeah, his main boy, Opie, in that particular episode, one person has to die. And Opie throws his life on the line. And basically, Lane Pipe, he gets done in by a couple of guys in a, in a prison cell by Pipe. It's very... Very sad episode because he very much becomes a loved member of the MC and of part of all the people that watch the show. But Why he was dies he in quite graphically. Um, a lot of gun running and murdering. Mm, nice bloke then. Which one yeah. was Opie? Tall, big bloke with a beard, long hair. Mm. Oh yeah, I remember him. He's like, uh, he's, I don't know. He didn't want to be in it for a bit, and then he's back in it. Yeah, he was. In, he done some time. He done yeah, some time. His wife got murdered by, ironically, one of the other MCs. This is the oh, same yeah. MC. I remember yeah. that. Again, ordered by Ron Perlman, that man. Naughty and then he was, And then he was in. Once he, once he was in, he was in. <clears throat> the good thing about the Sons of Anarchy is they did have a couple of guest appearances through people. So their other businesses were gun running, drugs, but they did also branch out. They wanted to be more legitimate. Some of their legitimate businesses are a little bit meh. The first one being adult... Well, porn, basically, as this put it. Adult like, porn. How, how is adult the, porn. Adult the porn. best type. Adult porn. <laughs> adult porn. So they decided to not do drugs anymore and just go straight in with the porn. Nothing else. Don't want to do a legitimate business. Just straight with the porn. And well, they, porn, they I just have... want to pause you there, Billy, because porn can be a legitimate oh, business. Oh, no, it is legitimate, as, as are the actresses and actors. That as long as it's adult. Yeah, I don't own So we had guest appearances from Jenna Jameson, oh. A, oh, a famous adult pornographer for lack of a better word <laughs> famous adult pornographer yeah that's what she's going to go as we've got David Hasselhoff an actor not a pornographer but he does play a retired pornographer and what, we have Steve what is a pornographer <laughs> you've made up a word bully that's nice not, I don't word. think I, I think someone is it someone who writes biographies for porn stars <laughs> alright porn star porn right, star okay, let's okay. do that they guest star <laughs> adult porn stars Love Such it. as Jen Jameson. I've just googled it, oh, and it is a word. Well, it's a is it is a person who produces or publishes pornography. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, they, I mean they do. They they that's technically their. You're role referring in the show. to the actors, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, and actually, Stephen King, the author, um, makes an appearance and is a really really oh. bad actor. Is it based on a Stephen King book novel? Is it? No, no. He oh. just liked the show and he no, likes motorbikes. Is How basically all you need to do to get into the show. Can we comment on Charlie Hunnam's horrendous American accent? And considering yeah, I mean, he, is he is the main character. Yeah, he is from Newcastle, so being a sort of South Californian. Not playing great. a Geordie, is he? No, no, not in this. Why, hey, man, I've got myself a bike. What? What? <laughs> I knew it was Biker Grove. What, what accent was that? I don't know. What you got to tell me. He's a kind of Geordie Welshman. Right, you're listening to the Feeling Naughty podcast. Give us a follow on at Feeling Naughty on Instagram and Twitter. Email us at feelingnaughty, N-O-U-G-H-T-I-E, at gmail.com to let us know what you got up to in the noughties or if you want us to talk about absolutely anything at all. Back to the boys. I guess it's my turn to go next, isn't it? I, don't, I, I thought I'd be the one picking the obscure ones that no one's watched. My picks were very easy because my two favourite ever programmes were in the noughties. So it's, I didn't have to even think about it. Pick number one. 
The Wire. Great show. And I'm going to say it now. I, I don't know, but I'm going to say Billy and Ethan have both not watched it. I have seen some episodes Ooh. of The Wire. Ethan? No. I no, think no, this no. is really a missed opportunity because I think Ethan would love The Wire. It is good. It is good. I don't think Ethan would give it the attention it needs. Though. No, I think Ethan would not be able to get through the first three or four episodes. But once you'd have, I think he'd love it. But does it have vertically, vertically challenged men that need leg extensions? <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't, unfortunately. But it does that... have lots of knobbing. <laughs> <laughs> so Ethan would like it. Um, Ethan, do you have any idea what The Wire is even about? I want to know. I want you to have, give us like your impression. of What do you think The Wire is about, based on the title? Well, I'm guessing it's not going to be about a wire. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, is it a police drama? It is a police drama. It is a police drama. The wire, the titular wire, is a reference to like undercover surveillance, putting a wire on someone, listening uh, through the wire. Uh, so the wire is a TV show. <laughs> there we go. Uh, the wire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <okay>. Shit. <laughs> The Wire is a police drama which started in 2002 and was on the pay-per-view channel HBO in America. I'm sorry, it's the best It's the best TV show ever made. It is, without doubt, uh, the most in-depth analysis of urban life in any form of popular entertainment. It's set in Baltimore and it is about, essentially, the drug trade in Baltimore, the first season is very much a cops versus robbers based dynamic. Uh, you've essentially got uh, the a set of characters in the Baltimore Police Department, and you've also got another set of characters that are based in the Baltimore drug trade. And it is all about the police trying to catch the drug lords in their drug trade. But the program becomes so much bigger and so much more expansive than that as it starts to look at other things like the decline of industry, as it looks at the port, uh, it looks at the role of politics and government, it looks at the role of media, and it looks at the role of education uh, and how young people get involved in the drug trade by the time they've even left school. Uh, are selling it to you, Ethan? Ethan, I, I, that, I don't think that's going to sell it, but I'll give him one thing, <laughs> I would make him watch it. It's got Idris Elba in it, mate. Yeah, that's, Ooh, that's what Idris, Idris in it. The yeah, Wire would have been one of my picks, because it is, it's, one, it's brilliant. But um, maybe if you, you don't take Michael's word for it, Barack Obama once called it the greatest pieces of art of the decade. That was one of my fun facts. Oh, sorry. Well, you can cut that out. <laughs> no, it's fine. You have it. Yeah, it's, um, it has a young Indr- Idris Elba in it playing one of the drug lords um it's also got a, a, i think ethan will like this one better it's got a young michael b jordan oh, oh it's tragic tragic uh he plays walter. a character called wallace what, what? Oh, wallace not walter wallace yeah why is it tragic why is it tragic oh. <laughs> <laughs> he may get killed in the first oh, season okay. <laughs> Bodie does him in oh Bodie. Bodie got to do it Bodie and Pooh. I think yeah pretty much they all die didn't they yeah Something. Ethan I think you would love this show because 
you would like the kind of drug dealers and you'd like all of the characters. It's got some fantastic characters. Avon Barksdale, Stringer Bell, Weebay. Yeah, Mike, it's you're got, not selling to him. You've gone for the nuance of it and how long it looks to the politics. But who's nobbing who? Oh, yeah, sorry. Dominic West plays the main character, McNulty. He nobs everyone. McNulty! And there's a guy in it that goes, shit. Clay Davis. Shit. <laughs> Craig David? No. <laughs> Clay Davis. Uh, yes. Um, can, I, can I just do a, one of my favourite quotes from The Wire is when Idris Elba is just about to get shot by two bounty hunters. Uh, well, one bounty hunter and one crazy motherfucker. Uh, uh, brother Muzone. Brother, brother Muzone and, and Omar. Omar. And um, so he's there. He's in. I think they're in like a derelict building just about to, just about to get shot. And, yeah. um, and his last words are, get on with it, motherfuckers. It's great. Such a good one. Get on with it, motherfucker. And then he gets... Blown and then they, they do get on with it, funnily enough. They, they get on with it, absolutely. And they shoot him. <clears throat> yeah, well, it's I a, might have it, to uh, have a look. It is brilliant. Also, but... it's it's there's loads. It's inspired like loads of like critical lenses and, and actual how it's really realistic. Like, well, it was written. It was created and written by a two people. One of whom was an ex police officer in the Baltimore Police Department, and the other one was a journalist. And both of those two institutions are explored in the program. Yeah, it's 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 fantastic. I'd recommend it to definitely anyone that I met. Entertaining as well as educational, and that is always the best combination. Mm. Any tits? <laughs> Right then. So I thought that there will be many programs from the noughties that don't make our two picks. So I thought we would have another round of naughty or nice. Oh, don't, oh. don't sound too excited, chat. Oh, I thought that was when the jingle was coming in. Yeah, oh, jingle. No. Play that jingle. Naughty or nice. So I'm going to name. I've got another eight TV shows from the noughties, and I want you to tell me naughty or nice. Understand the rules? Yep, go on. One Tree Hill. Uh, Naughty. Didn't watch it, naughty. I did watch it, though, but I still didn't enjoy watching it. It was just one of those things. Isn't that that one of those, like, teen love romance but yeah. these people aren't really teens they're actually in their 20s what I've been trying to be baby ringing any bells no yeah, yeah it no. was basically hang time but for, for uh, more grown up people so, yeah, was, uh, well, you, you don't need anything else other than hang time it was about a basketball team yeah hang time oh, was it yeah, yeah you'd like well, it why would you move on from hang time that's all you need mm. and it very very sensitively dealt with uh, the harsh topic of a high school shooting in one season. Did it? Mm. No, I didn't get that far. Anyway, that hasn't gone down well. <laughs> <laughs> Next show, 24. Nice. Naughty. Did you watch any TV? <laughs> Everything's nah, naughty. Didn't see it. I've barely seen it, but I think I would like it if I cared enough. Uh, nice. It's the closest thing. To, it's a bit diehardy, really. <laughs> yeah, Jack yeah, Bauer. It's just too, just too long. I didn't get it at the beginning. It's gone now. Yeah, it was twenty four hours long. No, oh, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember watching twenty four on BBC Two. That's when it, what it first aired on on British TV. 
Now, in America, obviously, it had adverts. So the whole point of 24 is that each episode is an hour in real time. But it factored in the ad breaks. It didn't make sense on BBC Two because it was only 42 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) It just didn't make sense. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Band of Brothers. Uh, nice. You're not seeing Band of Brothers, Ethan. Christ Almighty. No, you'd like that as well. Do you like save? It's basically Save and Private Ryan, but they've made it into a TV series. I thought you were going to say it's basically Saved by the Bell. Is that Morris in it? Is that Morris in it? Think of Saved by the Bell, kids. World War Two. <laughs> He was too busy watching Trouble, wasn't he? You've he got, didn't watch you've got to trick Ethan into watching something. Yes, like Saved by the Bell. Who yeah, watches exactly. in a second? <laughs> so, uh, do you think, uh, Bully, have you seen Band of Brothers? No. So, are you going to give, give it an audience nice anyway? Oh, I'm going to go for nice. I like war stuff. I'll go for that. I'll watch that. It's, got, um, it's short as well. It's one series, right? Yeah, it's a mini series. I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm yeah. in then. I'll watch that. Is it? That's a yeah, thing. it's yeah. only like eight episodes. If that. It's got oh, Ross. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was long. Ross. Ross from Friends. Ross, yeah, yeah, yeah. David Schwimmer, yeah. Plays. It's got loads of famous people. Um, yeah, guy from Homeland. Ginger Guy from Homeland. Can't remember his name. Don't know. Anyway, uh, I think we've been very US-based so far. Let's get homegrown. Ooh. Skins. Nice. Uh, Ethan's nodding. Uh, it's, a tough, nice. it's, a tough, it's a tough one, that one. I... Why, why, why you got nice, Ethan? <laughs> It's the shagging of <laughs> It was on after Nipped Up. It was on before Nipped Up. What did you like about Skins, Ethan? Oh, it was very informative. It was. Okay. Was different peoples and different people, how people grew up. Yeah. Because yeah. I never, I didn't grow up taking any drugs or anything like that, so. Uh, Bloomy, what are you saying for skins? Uh, naughty. I didn't enjoy it. Didn't enjoy watching it. I just thought what, it was... any of it. No, I thought it was okay. I just didn't. I didn't like how because it came. It was probably overlap when we went to uni and people were like, "Let's have skins pies." It's like yeah. no one's as cool. No one is ever as cool or or as the life is ex- exciting generally as people on TV. So don't don't try. That's my message to everyone. Don't bother. <laughs> just have a normal life. No drugs. Bully, naughty on ice skins. Oh, I'm gonna go naughty. Same as Bully. But I didn't really watch it. It was okay. I mean, wasn't the lead actor like rumored to have gone to the same college as us? It was Nicholas Holt. He did go to the same college. As did he? Us. Oh, he well, just wasn't there very much because he was filming skins. Too busy filming skins. Okay, and then, cool. Obviously, well done, Nicholas. Uh, went on to be in the X Men films. And and before <laughs> that, he was in About a Boy. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Good and uh, well done, famously, job. was. Uh, in a relationship with Jennifer Lawrence. Anyway, moving on. Keep it British. <laughs> I think Ethan, Ethan's going to like this one. Shameless. Yeah, right. I watched it. Yeah. Not it. Nice. It's nice. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It's good. Okay, that's e- e- easy watch. Easy. Everyone yeah. likes Everyone likes Shameless. All right, then. Sex and the City. Ethan, it's got sex in it. Have you have you ever seen any Sex in the City, Ethan? No, I've never watched a single minute of Sex in the City. Oh, okay. What have you? Yeah, yeah, quite a few. He, Michael did nothing but watch TV. Apparently, I've, I've watched so much TV. TV and dance routines were his thing. Uh, yeah, Sex in the City. That that surprises me. 
Why? Because I thought I'd be one with dance routines. Yeah. yeah well, you, you. I mean, you did do dance <laughs> routines as well. It's just, <laughs> just I don't did, admit it. I just did mine in foreign <laughs> foreign countries. Uh, right, last one. Right I, then. I've Shall got, we I've carry on with like... our TV episode? Go on then. Uh, what about Room Raiders? <laughs> oh, God. Yes, I remember that on MTV. Yeah. Don't you remember this, Matt? And Bully. I, I do remember. No, room never seen. That was a good show. That was. It was. Um, it was like the first like sort of dating uh, show. Wow, well, it's a dating thing. show called Room Raiders. That yeah, yeah. That, listen, weird, listen, it? listen to the concept. So they drag someone out. <laughs> and then okay. into like a back of a truck. Okay, still. Yep. Like three ladies have a look at his room and then decide from his room if they want to date him. It's ingenious. It's... Yeah, I, I wouldn't want anyone going in my room without a fry wall. Yeah, they had like um <laughs> they had like they a, bring black, black lights. Yeah, they had a black light. Yeah, yeah. they did. All at the walls. Yeah. All up there was the a ghost in here. <laughs> So, too much ectoplasm. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt, but myself and the lads had such a good time talking about all the great TV from the noughties that we have unknowingly created our first two-part episode. So we've got another four TV shows to talk through next week, another naughty or nice, and we've got the face-off between all eight programmes to see which TV show takes the crown. So please tune in next week for part two of the TV special of Feeling Naughty. Thanks for listening. I'm just going to say it. I don't like Attenborough. Oh, oh my God. You can oh get in God. the bin. Come at me. What do you not like about him? You don't like old people. He's a boring old <laughs> isn't he? Oh. <laughs> no, that's cut and cut. He's going to edit that, isn't he? <laughs>